Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in your upwardly mobile journey on your spiritual spiral pathway, I hope that you are able to step into your most authentic self. Now, today I heard a very interesting video by Infinity, who has a channel called Magnetize Yourself on YouTube. And she speaks mostly to Twin Flames people on the twin flame journey, um, that are in separation still, or people who have already met their twin. She herself has been reunited with her twin flame. And there was something that she said that was very telling. Now, even if you're not a twin flame, this is going to actually, uh, resonate with you because we're all on a spiritual journey. So she was talking about how sometimes people play games when they're dating and they're in relationships or trying to get into relationships. So there's a lot of games that people do play like, um, acting hard to get or trying to, uh, you know, see how long they could hold out before texting somebody or they took six hours to text me. So I'm going to take seven hours to text them back or whatever bullshit that your friends might've told you, (laughs) whatever things people told you regarding dating. Right. And she was saying that people don't always play from the most uh, authentic point of who they could be, especially when it comes to dating and love and in love relationships, after they get into the love relationships, they don't always play in the most authentic of ways either. And people do play games sometimes. Right. And I never understood this because I'm a very genuine person. I've always tried my best to be that. And it's always really confused me. Then people would tell me, well, you know, play hard to get or tell him you can't go out with him on Thursday night, tell him you're busy. And then when he calls, don't answer the phone. Like that was an advice that my friend Amber told me. I'm like, I don't know. He's not committing to me. You know, we're really good together. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm always going over to his house after work and we're hanging out and having a good time, but he's not like pursuing me back, you know, and he expects me just to show up now. So I don't know what to do. And she, and she literally said, play a game with him, play a little game. Cause he's not engaging. He's not playing with you. You know, he's not playing fair with you. So you have to play unfair with him or something like that. She said something like that. I'm like, this is really weird. I, what, what are you talking about? And she said, no, no, you just don't, you tell him you're like, when he calls you, don't go to his house after work and then he'll call you and ask you why aren't you there and say oh I'm busy and she said be vague with him right and so I did I'm like all right I'm just I'm busy I'm busy I have a few things I've got to do so 
you know? And he's like, why are you coming over later? I'm like, no, I'm going out later. You know, just, but I'll, you know, I'll be home around nine or 10 if you want to call me. But, you know, I'm, I'm busy. And I mean, he raced over to my house within 10 minutes. He was at my house knocking on the door. Where is he? Who's here? Who are you with? <laughs> I made him crazy. And I'm like, um, nothing, nobody. What are you talking about? And he's like, I thought you were busy tonight. I'm like, I am. And I had been making him this really huge poster. I was drawing for him. And he was just like, and I had to shove it under the bed. I, I didn't want him to see it. And then he was just like, what were you doing? And then he finally made me like admit it. I showed him what I was doing for him. I'm like, it's your Christmas gift because I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> I was drawing you um, this uh, tiger. He's like, why were you drawing me a tiger? What, what about me makes you think tiger? I'm like, because you said you love the Eye of the Tiger song, duh. You know, because you're a fighter, you're a boxer. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, remember, it was like the song in Rocky. And he was like, oh, my God, that has so much meaning. That's like so cool. And then he broke down and cried. And that was the end of that. And then we became closer and actually started dating officially. And he called me his girlfriend, you know, after that. But I didn't feel right. It never sat well with me that I treated Rick like that. And that was his name, Rick. And um, obviously we don't work out or we'd still be together. (laughs) You know, I love him dearly, though. I mean, wherever he is, I know he's in like Santa Rosa or something. You know, he's with somebody else probably. He probably has kids by now. He's probably got a life. I hope, I hope so. I hope he did get his children he wanted. He was an Irish, I mean, not Irish, he was Italian Catholic, Italian Catholic from back east. <laughs> really hot-headed person, man. Ooh, he was a Pisces, but God, he had a temper. It was crazy. It was just like, I think of that Italian blood. You know, the Pisces is supposed to dampen that stuff down, but it didn't. You know, but I loved him dearly. When he'd start to get crazy and start to yell, I'm like, All right, I'll see you later. I'll be back when you're calmed down. Love you. Bye. (laughs) I was just like, and that was another thing. My friend Amber told me, hey, don't, you know, don't sweat it. If he starts in on one of his tirades and it's never about me, it was never about me. And he was never angry at me. He was always angry at other people, but he would take it out of me by yelling while I was around in a way, you know, like I was the human that listened to him. So I was just like, I'm not going to listen to this shit anymore. And she says, you need to stop this, nip it in the bud, you know, and he starts yelling to say, you're going to go because you don't like the yelling. You don't want to connect with that energy. So, but you love him and you'll talk to him later. And I did do that. And that was more authentic and genuine for me. And he did stop for the most part. It calmed him down. I, there were so many times I caught him in this kind of, um, relationship pattern or even just his own personal emotional patterns where I would stop him you know, and go, well, I'm going to go because that's not me. That's not really my whatever. I think he ended up, he ended up leaving me for somebody who put up with him more and that never called him out on his shit. (laughs) I think that might've been really what happened. Um, it was shocking to me when he ended up, he went back to his ex-girlfriend and then she even met me. She like, begged him or somehow found my phone number and called me and I want to talk to you about him and I was just like what the hell ma'am I'm like all right I'll meet you she's like I want to know who else he's with or whatever I'm like well I've been his girlfriend for a while but you know hey 
And she and I got together after he and I had broken up. It was like crazy. He, his official excuse was, I have cancer and I don't want you to see me dying. And if, you know, um, I don't die, then it's a wake-up call and I think I need to be single for a while to learn about me. And I'm like, okay. But then we never got back together after that. It was kind of sad. It, to me, it was sad. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, he did, but, you know, it was just, we weren't meant to be. For certain, we weren't. But I remember that was the first time I ever heard of these playing games type of thing. And I never really employed that kind of stuff again. I don't, maybe really, maybe even never again. This just wasn't me. It was like really trippy. There was a couple times like I got into watching Gossip Girl for a while. And this company had done something that I thought was unacceptable and it was the way that they like when I tried to call the customer service to get help or get rectified on something and they refused to um, deal with me I started acting like Blair just because I was curious how is that gonna go and because it's not genuinely me um, they did not react in the way that the people on the show would react to Blair like they'd be genuinely afraid of her you know, and I'm a pretty good actor, so I know I could have pulled it off the way she did on the show. But that's how I found out that that, that writing was really um, inauthentic writing on the show. Like the way that she acted, there's no way in hell anyone in real life could get away with that kind of uh, bad behavior. And I tried it as an experiment because I was mad at this company and they were not treating me really well. They're giving me the runaround and I'm like, OK, I'm going to see if I start threatening them the way that she threatens people on the show. And it's hilarious. I just was like, I did it. And then, like, this woman was just, like, really mean and really rude. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. All right. I just want to see how that would work. You know, I've heard other people do this and act like this. It's not really me. I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with you. I just want to see if it would work. And she's like, well, it didn't. (laughs) I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. And then we had a good laugh about it. And I'm like... Yeah, that kind of sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just one of those things. Like, no, I'm all right. I mean, there are, there have been times though when I then when I was absolutely genuine in my anger, and you know, I did get my way because you know they knew I was serious. But when I tried to put on, like when I tried to act that out, like my energy maybe wasn't totally authentic. And people could tell, right? So when you live from your authentic self and people can tell when you're genuinely angry and you're putting that anger out there, people are like, whoa. (laughs) But when you're genuinely not terribly angry, but you try to put on airs, you make a threat, it's kind of idle. Like there's no way that people are going to react because there's an energy behind it and they know that the energy isn't authentic or real. But she was saying in the video that when you are your most authentic self and you don't play games, that is when you're going to align with your own personal energy and when your uh, twin flame will respond and be magnetically drawn to you for being your most authentic, genuine self. And when you put on the airs or act like somebody else or you start to play these kind of games, what happens is that repels <laughs> your twin flame and they have zero to do with you. They're not going to, you know, be attracted to you. They're going to be repelled by you like poles of a magnet. 
And I thought that was really interesting. And I started noticing that, yes, that's true with your twin flame, but it's also kind of true with other people. And something she did say that was very, very telling was that when you are not your most authentic self, you might attract more people around you. And the reason is because these are people that are not comfortable being authentic. They're more comfortable being inauthentic and a little shallow or a little fake to, you know, their own ends for whatever reason. And if you act like that, you will attract the masses, right? Like a lot of people who are still sleeping um, spiritually and people who are not interested in being um, genuine and authentic and in alignment with who they truly are at the soul core level. And I thought that was very interesting. And when she said that, I'm like, yeah, I was like nodding. I was nodding. I I was like one of those bobblehead dogs that people used to put in the back of their cars (laughs) in the 1970s. My grandpa had one. It was like a wiener dog and his little little head would be bobbing up and down, you know. And um, one time when my grandma looked in the back at that dog, the dog's head was bobbing up and down and I made my head do the same thing in, in rhythm with the dog and made my grandma laugh so hard. She was just like, oh my gosh, you're so silly. And I've always been that kind of goofball kind of person. I've always been really funny like that, trying to make them laugh. But but I remember, you know, when I was like listening to this video, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I was just like nodding my head, yes, so vigorously, like, yes, yes, yes. I totally get that. You know, like this authenticity is, is where it's at these days. And I was thinking about that video. And I was also thinking about the millennials, like the new up and coming, um, generation, like the, the people who are in their teen years right now on through their twenties, I would say even up to maybe 25 or maybe 26. Um, you know, this people in this uh, category right now tend to want to live their truth and be authentic and the hell with the rest of the world. If the rest of the world doesn't believe them or think that they're whatever, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people think. They don't care. You know, they are going to live their truth and be authentic. And that's how you're going to find your vibe tribe, baby. And that's how my kids live their lives. In fact, my son has called so many people out on their bullshit. A lot of older people. He had a boss. He called out on his bullshit and he got fired. <laughs> he was so, it was so painful to be fired. He was just like, I didn't know mom that I was going to be fired. I thought that he would genuinely want to know the things that I saw wrong in his restaurant. <laughs> I thought for sure, you know, like that he would want to provide the best possible 100% in alignment with pure integrity, best possible restaurant experience for his people. And I saw mold in the kitchen and I got genuinely upset and I was telling him how to fix it and how I would be willing to fix it and how we could do this and make life better and make improve, you know, the vibration and the energy of the place. And I got fired. And like, that's because he is a person lacking integrity and he is inauthentic. He wanted you to play his fake game. You know, he wants to be fakey, you know, Mr. Fakey McFace, fakester, you know, and there's no way in hell that he's going to play your game of integrity 
you know, Mr. Integrity walks in and Mr. Fake is going to be like, fuck you, you know, (laughs) and that's how it is. And, um, it's really sad because the world is so hard for the millennials coming in that live from that authentic truth. Now, not all millennials live this way, but, um, I would say the greater majority of the millennials that I've spoken to, I mean, my friend, um, Hector, he's like 18 years old now. And I met him when he was 16 online, he was listening to my show and that's how we started talking. And he just really wanted to befriend me and we've become friends and now he's an adult and he's just like always dealing with the adults in his life that don't live from a place of love as their core value and that includes his parents and his family and it's just driving him crazy like why am I the odd man out when you know these people are just they're so mean to me and I'm trying so hard to show them a different way you know, and I'm like, well, I think that's why you came. You came to live your truth and be authentic and they're not having it. And that's why you're always energetically butting heads with them. You know, and I gave him the advice, you know, you're 18, move out as soon as humanly possible. So now he is looking for a place to live. He's like, I, I do. I need to get away from these people. They're not authentic. And I feel like when you're not living your total, um, truth and you're not coming from a core value of love, that authenticity, authenticity is, um, always going to be that mirror or that flashlight shining, you know, you know, it's just like a policeman uh, shining his flashlight into a car, you know, into someone's face, you know, it's kind of like they feel the people around you that are not living from their truth. They're, they're actually, feeling like they're stuck trapped in a car with a cop shining a light in their face like hey check it out you have no integrity (laughs) hey look at you I could see clearly that you're being fake I could see clearly that you're playing games I could see clearly that you know x y and z you know you're not being a good person right now yeah, uh, you're being a dick and I'm calling you out (laughs) you know and there's a lot of um butting heads with the, the older generations and the, and the newer generations because of that. And there's always been a headbutt kind of situation between the generations, but I feel like now it's so, so different. It's becoming more polarized. I mean, cancel culture is out of control. Um, not everybody that's being canceled, um, should be, um, I think some lies are told about some people in particular that did not deserve it. Um, if you've been following, following any celebrity gossip at all, you know who I'm talking about, but I have a feeling he's going to have his day in court and it's going to be really huge. And it's going to come out that he actually was a good guy all along. But then there are some good guys that are lying, cheating and stealing their way back out of jail, going to be back on that street and they don't deserve Uh, to be on the street because they really are genuinely horrible human beings, you know, so some, most of cancer culture, I agree with most of the thing. I agree with the culture of it, but I do agree with a lot of, um, the calling out kind of energy. Like, yeah, it might be time for us to shine that flashlight and, you know, excuse me, sir. (laughs) Excuse me, ma'am. Guess what you're doing? 
You know, you're making the world unpleasant for the rest of us. Stop with your fucking homophobia. Stop with your fucking transphobia. Stop with your fucking racism. You know, stop with that sexism. Stop, you know, hiring people based on sexism and stop paying them separately or differently because of their gender or their gender identity. This is bullshit. You know, I do believe that some things do need to be canceled or called out. You know, but there's a lot of the cancel culture that's just like, oh my God, it's running rampant, you know, (laughs) and some of it is like seriously out of control. And I do agree with that. But, um, but I do know that this authenticity thing is so powerful and so amazing. And it's also liberating because as I started to become more genuinely who I am, in my core person, the more I realized that the fake people have zero interest in in me. (laughs) They don't want anything to do with me anymore. And I've also noticed that I could see the fakiness in people that do approach me and try to get me to fit in the box that they have in their head. They're trying to shove me in that box. Like, you know, um, you know, I, I like, especially with the men trying to date me type of thing. And, and when I say date, I use the term loosely, um, in Ecuador, a date consists of let's meet at the hotel and fuck for four hours or 10 minutes. Usually they'll say four hours and you get there and it's five, 10 minutes, you know, and I don't, I don't, they only happened to me once like many, many, many years ago. <laughs> it was somebody that I talked to though for like six months. I'd gotten to know him. I thought he was genuinely good. I thought he wanted a relationship You know, we were moving towards that, I thought, and then we met in person and we, we hung out a lot, you know, in person first before any of that happened. And then it was just like, so, and when it finally came to the physical part, it was just like, after 10 minutes, he was totally done. And I was like, whoa, what an asshole. (laughs) You know, I should have canceled his ass before we got to the hotel, but whatever. At least I know now, you know, Hey, you know, Hey, and, um, it's funny cause that was one of the very last, that was actually literally the last Ecuadorian man that I've, you know, thought I was going to go somewhere with. I did have one date with an Ecuadorian man since then. And we just hung out and drank beer and became very good friends and nothing more. And we're still very good friends, but, um, but that was it. I'm just like so uninterested because every other man I've spoken to, um, over the years, that's all they really want, you know. Um, well, let's do sex first. If that works out, then we'll go to the other level. I'm like, uh, no, not for me. That ain't going to cut it for me. <laughs> you know, and I've had men that pretend that they want to be my friend, and then they start in with the, well, I think we should just do it. You know, I'm like, nope, sorry. I have zero interest in that now. I'm just not <laughs> interested at all. You know, I need my twin flame. I don't want anyone but him. If I don't have him, I'll just be alone, have my, live with my cat. Maybe I'll marry knowledge Ravenspell. She'll be my cat wife. <laughs> That's all for the rest of my life. I don't really need anyone else. I mean, it's just cause it's just bullshit. It's just that inauthentic crap. And since I did the Kim Saeed thing, just, just to be honest with you, that boundaries thing, I could spot a narcissist like so easily now. It's so amazing. It's like, wow, look at all the people I could have dated or been in a relationship with and had my heart broken by that I said, 
no to even before we went on the first date because I insisted we talk for 20 or 30 minutes first. They always within, I mean, within 10 minutes sometimes will show you who they are. And it's just amazing. Now that I have these boundaries, it's like, ha, 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 ha. Yep. You got eaten by the alligators in my moat, in my emotional moat. And there's no way you're getting past that drawbridge. I'm not going to let that drawbridge down for anybody except my beautiful knight. <laughs> and he's, he's on his way. I feel him. I feel him with me all the time. And that's true. And, and the more authentic I become, the more I am true to myself, the more I live from my truth and the more I love myself, the more I see that my level of honor for myself and the level of respect for myself supersedes any flirtation that men can oh well I really like your body really it wasn't yours to look at so I don't care I literally don't care you know and and before I would I would be like oh really oh well thank you you know uh, um you know and the men go oh you're snatched oh you look so fine oh yeah you're a dime piece yeah I am baby you know (laughs) and now I just go well it's not really up to you to say my body is my body, my mind is my mind, my heart is my heart, my soul is my soul, and, you know, if you're not right for me, I already know. I already know it. You don't come from a genuine, authentic place of pure love, honor, and respect if you're starting starting off being objectificationing, or <laughs> objectifying, that's the right word. You know, if you're going to start off by objectifying my body, then hey, And all this stuff is stuff I've learned from the millennials, from my own children who are now adults, you know, and it's something that I've learned um, by talking to the younger generations. And I'm really excited about that because they have helped me see things that I could not see from my own generation and from the older generations, especially. Even my own mom, God bless her, God rest her soul. I mean, she was always mentioning how I look, you know, before anything else. You're so beautiful. Oh, aren't you so beautiful? Even my grandmother, oh, wow, your body is so nice. You have like a really nice shape. You're very lucky. You know, which is very nice, flattering, wonderful things to hear. But it has very little to do with who I am at the core of my true being, you know, and I'm not, um, you know, going against them at all by saying, you know, anything because I I mean, even though I liked it, I liked hearing that. Oh, thank you. You know, because I do work on my skin, you know, I have a skincare routine and now my skin looks healthy. And, you know, I, I, at the time I was working out all the time and I'm getting back into it now, you know, and I do try to keep my physique snatched, you know, I want to look good, but at the same time, I want to be recognized for um, my authenticity as a human being and for my uh, mind and whatever brilliance might come out of my mouth and help you. That's what I want to know. I want to know that I'm helping you be a better person. And I want to know that I'm putting out positivity in the world and that I am raising the vibration of this planet and that I am here to do my job, which is to work for God to heal the planet, heal the earth, heal the animals, heal the people, heal the emotions, heal the bullshit, 
stop the fake ass crap <laughs> and and to get to the core of my authentic self and show that as a shining example to the best of my ability some days I fall short but usually I'm right on point because I think having authenticity in this world is extremely important now especially now being honest being who you are you know you know if you're addicted to drugs don't hide it just say yeah you know what I actually do do drugs and I do have a problem you know but I'm not ready to address it or face it yet and I'm still enjoying doing the drugs so hey someday maybe you know someday maybe if I have a scare I might start you know reevaluating but hey I mean, see, that's like more authentic, right? You know, I'm, and I'm not talking from my perspective. I'm, thank you, God, you know, I'm not, <laughs> knock on wood, I'll never be addicted to drugs. I am addicted to caffeine and sugar. I will be honest with that, about that, but um, maybe addicted to pizza. <laughs> not really. I just, I really love pizza, though. But I was looking at um, different parts of my life as I was listening to this video and I was thinking, yeah, there is time, there are times in which I've met people that said they were spiritual. And then when I give my spiritual truth, which I know sounds really fucking wild and out there and they act like, Oh no, you're good. Everything's fine. I, I agree. I know about this stuff. I believe you. And then when I go to connect and please, here's my number, call me. And then when I go to write to them later, and they say, oh, I'm really busy today. Can I get back to you tomorrow? And it's been a week and I haven't heard from them. It's like, well, I think they were lying to me. <laughs> I think it really wasn't okay. And they really are uncomfortable. And they really are, unaf- they are really afraid to connect with me because I might call them out on their inauthenticity. I might, my presence, my energy who I am as an extremely authentic human being might call them out and point out the fact that they're not. And I noticed when I, even when I was a lot younger and I got into a relationship in which I was extremely happy, the people who were um, telling me to my face that they were happy for me and talking crap about me behind my back. And it had nothing to do with me. It was only because they were not happy with their own relationships or they were jealous that they weren't in a loving relationship and no one had chosen to spend their lives with them, you know, especially when I got married. Um, I noticed that and I saw who my friends were and who, who they weren't when I was super happy. And the people that were fake happy fell away from my life and when I became more nice not fake nice not secretly judging but fake nice you know I was a little bit that way but I was always just judgmental out loud I didn't give a crap (laughs) if I'm gonna be judgmental I'm just gonna be judgmental out loud and I still have problems with that being you know as extremely Virgo as I am um it's one of the Virgos it's one of the, it's one of our, our traits. We're judgmental, we're critical, you know, and I just happen to be born in this sign. And it's just something that I've struggled with my whole life. And I'm trying hard to 
you know, just love and accept everybody. And that's part of what my Earth Changes report is about every week, by the way. Although the weird news, sometimes I might be a little judgy, and but I do it in a funny way just to be funny, not because I actually judge anybody. And sometimes I, I will stop cold. And even though the story is supposed to be funny, I'm like, no, it's not right. I feel bad for this person. Let's pray for them. You know, <laughs> like it's supposed to be, you know, other people are making fun of them. And I'm like, no, but we should love them. And, you know, I remember one of the things too that came to me when I would say, what was it, the 80s or the 90s when America's Funniest Home Videos came out and people were making fun of people falling and getting hurt and babies falling and getting hurt. And that hurt my heart. At first I laughed though. At first I thought, oh yeah, that does look funny. Oh yeah, that is funny. And for a few times I was that fake nice person to get along in a crowd with other people. They were laughing at the same videos. And after a while, I just thought, you know, I can't really laugh at people's suffering and pain. And I became more of a genuine person. So people that like really loved that show fell away from my life. They couldn't even handle the fact that I would point out, it's not really nice to um, be that. It's not nice to be laughing and joking at other people's pain even if it looks comical or funny these people are not professional actors they're not um, there to try to be funny I love slapstick comedy and when people are genuinely trying to be funny you know I think that that's pretty um, you know that's pretty cool that they could pull that off and um, look like they got hurt and then they oh 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 the pain and and you know in real life they're not really hurt so it's not it, so it is funny because you know they're not really hurt but when people get really hurt I, I never liked that I never liked that I mean for a while I laughed at it only to fit in because I didn't want to be ridiculed for being the weird odd man out and then after a while I just had to be authentic about it like no I don't think that's funny at all I hate that and then after a while I was like I hate that show I don't hate the people you know, doing the show or, or the people sending in their videos. I, I don't hate them, but I hate that they find it amusing that the people that are the most important to them are falling down, getting hurt, and they wanted to ridicule them live on television in front of the whole world. I, I find that to be coming from a place of inauthenticity too. So that's like another example of that. You know, um, uh, there was something else too that I can't remember what it is now, but there was some other example that I, I thought about, um, that's that inauthentic, um, and it's in our society, you know, it's just, it's in our society so much. Like, um, I guess, you know, wanting to do your hair a certain way or your makeup a certain way or dress a certain way because that's acceptable or because it's going to put you above other people because it's an expensive um, way to dress and it's kind of like a status symbol type of thing that's inauthentic as well you know if you want to just wear whatever I mean I, I mean I will want to wear designer clothing you know someday when I'm having a little bit more money but I don't think I want to just be like all in your face about it so much I you know I'll just wear whatever 
and I might even want to make my own clothing line, but um, just because it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> even if no one else bought it, it would be my clothes that I wear for me. But um, like right now I'm wearing a Lacoste shirt, which is fake. I got it for $5. It's one of my favorite shirts ever. And it's got bleach stains on it. And it's not, it's like super old. I only wear it around the house. I never leave the house with it, but it has like ships on it. It's really cool. I like it. It's turquoise. It's really neat. Yeah, it's a kind of a nice little, you know, just around the house kind of shirt now. At first, uh, you know, it was a lot nicer and I used to wear it out and then now I don't. But, um, you know, I think, and there's, and it's not being authentic to want to look nice and feel good about yourself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being um, true to yourself when you have a thing for Louis Vuitton and that's what you want to wear or, you know, um, Chanel designs or whatever. I feel like that's okay. That's really and truly okay. If that's your thing and that's what makes you feel at your best and you want to dress confident, that's okay. And if your thing is to wear tank tops and hippie skirts you got at the drugstore, that's also okay. That used to be one of my styles for a while too. And I love that. It's like free and open and amazing. And I live in South America and I cannot for the life of me find a broom skirt. <laughs> and I used to wear them all the time. They're super fun and flowy and free. And I wear shorts underneath them and it's just nice for the summer. And But it's still modest enough where it's not like, hey, everyone look at my legs, you know. So I'm super, super pale and I don't want people looking at my legs. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Although now I don't mind because I've got a kick-ass tattoo on my legs. So I don't mind if people look at my tattoo because I think it's cool art. My friend um, drew it for me. Specifically, no one in the whole wide world will have this tattoo because... It was art that my friend did, so it's super special. My friend from Chile. But, um, <laughs> you know, and it was just a nice bonding experience with him, and he's a good person. So it's just one of those things, eh, yeah, like that. That's authentic. That's me, for sure, you know. I love the tattoo thing. <laughs> so, and I like tattoos with meaning. That When you have random tattoos because you think it looks good, that's not authentic. But when you have tattoos that are like deeply powerful and meaningful to you and it's just something that you connect with you love the art I mean for me that's authenticity but some people get tattoos because they look cool they don't think much of it sometimes they regret it and there's a hilarious show on Netflix about that (laughs) that I've enjoyed watching tremendously um, (laughs) a few months back but um, anyway in in any event I hope that you can learn to um, live more authentically as you progress on your spiritual path and your spiritual journey because the more genuine you become and the more authentic you become the more you're going to sort out the bullshit artists you're going to sort out the um, sociopaths and the narcissists because they're not going to be able to handle your vibe and if they're not on your vibe you don't have to hang out with them you don't have to listen to them You don't even have to be polite, as Queen Herbie says. You know, you ain't on my vibe. I am not polite. (laughs) You know, you ain't on my vibe. I ain't got the time. (laughs) You know, if you're not leveled up, forget it. You know, basically. I love her. Her music and her lyrics are just so, like, yeah. (laughs) It's just so awesome. But um, 
so clutch, as Phil Dunphy says. I heard him say that in, a, in an episode of Modern Family the other day. Phil Dunphy, this character, he's just so amazing. And he's a genuine person in, in, in that show. He's a very, like, you know, authentic person. Now, there's some things he won't say to his wife because he doesn't want to hurt her feelings, and I think that's really sweet. And I don't think you should say things to hurt people's feelings. You know, you should put things in a way that make people not feel bad about themselves. But, I mean, the whole cancel culture, the whole, you know, calling people out, you shouldn't do that constantly either. You do need to find a balance between, you know, being an asshole and, (laughs) you know, like my son, he's still trying to figure that out for himself. Like calling people out on their lack of integrity is not a way to make friends, but it is a way for him to sort himself out of people's lives that are being disingenuous and not authentic at all. And, um, he's very adamant about it. Like he's the archangel of justice. He's just like, dude, I, I don't have time for that crap. I don't have time for people who are not going to do what they say and say what they mean. And that's the end of it. He's also Libra. And Libras are very much about that justice. They're about balance and harmony. And the most, um, the highest vibration of harmony that you can have is just being that authentic and true self. So I see what he means. And he's called me on my shit. If I said, I'm going to pay you as soon as possible. And then I waited a week and didn't pay him. He got really mad at me. And I'm like, oh my God, I kept forgetting. I had so much shit on my mind that week. And um, I'm so sorry and I apologized a bunch of times and he's still mad. We, we don't talk very much right now. He's like, I shouldn't even talk to you anymore. I'm like, yes, you should. I'm your mother and I did pay you and I'm sorry, you know, but it's just one of those things. He'll get, he'll get through it <laughs> eventually. But we are talking now. He sent me a funny video a few days ago. So that's his way of saying, I love you and I want you to laugh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and also, you'll get this humor, Ma, you know. But, um... So, I mean, there's a balance, of course, there's a balance in all things, but if you live your truth and you live from that place of pure, genuine authenticity, like if you have friends that are, um, you know, eating vegan and they're always telling you crap about your diet and you eat meat, for example, or vice versa, and you, you might not want to be with them anymore. You know, even if you agree with their lifestyle, maybe your body can't handle that. I know my body cannot handle a lot of vegetables or fruit. You know, like if I eat too much fruit, um, the candida in my body goes wild and I get an imbalance and then I get thrush in my throat and I get a systemic yeast infection in my whole body. That shit can turn into cancer. It's really, it's really creepy. You know, I want to eat fruit all the time. I love fruit. And it's just like, oh, you know, so I'm still trying to fix all that in my body, you know, and, and I don't like it when people try to judge me because I don't eat like them. It's like my body is my body. It's not your body. My life is my life. I have to do it my way because I know what my way, you know, I know if I do it my way, I know what to do to make things right. And if I did it your way, I would fucking die. And I'm not willing to die for your principles and your beliefs. (laughs) I'm only willing to die for mine. You know, it has nothing to do with being a vegan or eating a bunch of fruit. I had one guy tell me the the healthiest I could be is to be a fruititarian. And I'm like, yeah, 
I don't really want to wear my teeth down. I mean, eating all that sugar constantly in the fruit, that will wear your teeth down. That wears your body down. It's like really terrible for you. Having some fruit is good. Having some vegetables are good, but you know, it's just, you just gotta be careful. You gotta do what what is authentic for you. And so live your truth, no matter if it goes in the face of all of your friends or your family or your neighbors, just live your truth authentically and quietly. You don't have to go around counseling other people. Just live who you are genuinely and truly. And those people are going to sort themselves out anyway. You know, the people that don't agree with whatever, that's their prerogative, whatever. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to listen to me, you know, but I'm giving you permission to be who you are (laughs) and who you want to be and be authentic and genuine because, you know, I want you to be happy. And the only way to be genuinely true um, to yourself and, and happy in life is to live from that place of love, that core energy of love and authenticity and genuine, um, just being genuine all the time. You know, I mean, for me, I'm a little bit too genuine. I'm a little bit too honest. Sometimes I know that's a fact. (laughs) I'll be, let me be honest with you. You know, I've had friends. I have a, I, one of my best, best friends. I've called him out on shit lately. It's like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you right now. You're doing this. This is what you're doing. I see you doing it. I call him out on his shit and we get into a fight and he's like, well, screw you then. And then like two days later, he'll come, come back. I won't say crawling back because that's something he would say to me. You come crawling back, you know, <laughs> and they'll laugh, you know, but he'll come back and like, yeah, right. You were right. You called me out on it. And I felt like caught like, yeah, but you're not being genuine and you are such a good person the better you become, the more your life is going to get better. And I know it, you know it, you know, it is what it is. And he is, I've, I've all his friends. I'm the only one that's actually helped him. His other friends are like telling him to play games and bullshit (laughs) that is not working for him. And with his twin flame, it's not working. It's like all of the game playing crap. Anytime he's tried to do it, it's always, uh, backfired and bounced back on him energetically and he's like dude what am I doing wrong I'm like you're listening to the wrong people first of all listen to your own heart be real be genuine be authentic with this guy because he knows you and you know him you know each other to the core he's like well I see when he's doing something it's a little shady I'm like yeah you know what he when he's doing something a little shady he knows when you're doing something a little shady Cause he's you <laughs> and you both are doing a little bit of the same kind of shady stuff. So when you stop, he stops. And I watched as he, he, there's one thing he was doing, he stopped. And then the other, and then his twin flame stopped. He's like, what the hell? I stopped. And now he stopped. I'm like, yeah, you became more authentic in this one little area of your life. And guess what? So did he <laughs> go figure you guys are one in the same. I won't say cut from the same cloth. You're just literally the same cloth. You're not even cut. You're just, you're always connected. And that's just the way it is. So if, you know, whether you're a twin flame or not, or well, everyone has a twin flame, but whether you're incarnated right now with your twin flame or not, and whether you're on that twin flame journey or not, I think living from your authentic self, you're going to just sort people out. Even people, especially people in the spiritual community, they think they're, 
you know, super genuine and authentic. And then you come along being super, really, truly genuine and authentic. And they're going to sort themselves out of your life just like that because they're not ready for that level of high vibe living yet. And that's okay. Eventually they will be. And eventually they might come back around, baby. Those wagons always circle back around. But, um, you know, no matter whether it's a friend or potential business partner or a lover or an ex, I mean, the wagons always circle back around. And it's funny, every time they do, you get to assess again whether or not there's a vibrational match. Usually they sort themselves out again, and then they'll come back again in a few years. It's hilarious to watch. (laughs) <laughs> the older you get, it happens more and more. The funnier it gets. <laughs> to me, at least, I, I just laugh. I think it's hilarious. I love the way that the earth is, you know, such a proving ground for us. It's a really hard place to live. And, you know, you're here because you're, you're fucking brave. I don't care who you are. I know if you're on earth listening to this, you're fucking brave. <laughs> this, this is not, this, this, this planet is not for sissies. and no, and and no disrespect to, you know, um, women. I don't mean women and I'm not meaning that in a sexist way. You know, the women, this world is not for sissies. The only sissy this world was for was my grandmother. She loved being here too. Her name was sissy (laughs) and her nickname. My grandpa called her sissy C I S S Y. I don't know. Sissy and Bubba. That's like, those are down South names. You know, my grandpa grew up on Cherokee land. And that was a thing down there, being a Bubba, you know, good old boy, you know, or <laughs> sissy, you know, it's just, I don't know what it means, but I know it's something I heard my whole life, you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's get into what's going on with the space weather, because it's quite interesting today, actually. Um, number one, according to spaceweather.com, the number one thing here is Comet Leonard is approaching Venus, Now, um, Venus was only 4.2 million kilometers away from Comet Leonard. And this is the closest comet to Venus encounter in recorded history. I thought that was very, very interesting. Now, Danielle Gaspari uh, photographed Comet Comet Leonard and Venus in the Atacama Desert in Chile. And it's a really cool picture if you want to check it out. Venus is super bright. It looks looks almost like the sun. So I thought that was very interesting. It, it looks like a star. And, you know, because it's reflecting the sun, it, our solar, our soul, our sun, basically. Now, we did have, um, on the 15th and the 16th, we did have the solar wind hit us so we had a one-two punch looking at my cat I taught her how to punch me one-two punch girl oh my god she's licking her fur and she heard something outside and she turned and her tongue was sticking out of her mouth right when I said one-two punch oh my god that is the cutest thing I've never seen her do that (laughs) she's like looking around with her little pink tongue hanging out so cute we were playing frisbees for hours today because the neighbors were playing loud music and I had to wait to record the show because of copyright issues with music that they would um you know maybe delete the episode or the or the whole show entirely I don't want to get in trouble so 
copyright laws are real people <laughs> but yeah this uh this cat of mine she's been very affectionate now that i give her back her food that she likes <laughs> and she didn't like that diet food man i still have it on a plate and she refuses to touch it it's so kind of cute of her actually <laughs> i bet if i mixed it in with her other food at the end when she finishes this there'll be just the food she doesn't like at the bottom i bet I should try that as an experiment. Although, she probably won't cuddle me tonight if I do that. <laughs> she, she's just really, man, she withholds affection, man. It's like, man, just, I'm your mommy, you hold me. Nope, you gave me that crappy food. I'm not going to even look at you. <laughs> okay, I guess I kind of don't blame her. It didn't smell very good. All right. Um, she did eat it, and she did lose some weight, so, hey. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, so on spaceweather.com. So we had this one-two punch. We had like the solar wind, and then and it was a very sad energy to it. And we went through some heavy stuff, and then we had another solar wind yesterday that was like, whoo, I feel amazing now suddenly. And I'm still kind of riding high on the end of that, the tail end of that solar wind. I feel really good. <clears throat> even though my allergies have been really bad today. Again, I had to take uh, uh, Cetirizine, which I, I'm so glad I found it <laughs> here in Ecuador. I didn't even know that it existed, Zyrtec, basically. It's not called Zyrtec here. I have to look everything up online to see what it's called here. It's kind of a pain, but I'm learning. I'm learning how to live in a foreign country. All right, so spaceweather.com. Uh, Right now, the current solar wind speed is 354.2 kilometers per second. Earlier um, this afternoon, it was 360. So it is getting um, less and less as we're exiting out of that solar wind we had. Um, right now, uh, we have a bunch of sunspots. I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that I can count on the sun right now facing us. The new sunspot AR2911 is very active and capable of M-class solar flares, so we might be in for something. This is sunspot number 127. So, wow. Um, we're still in, of course, uh, solar cycle 25. Uh, so the M-class solar flare, uh, so yeah, check this out. Uh, not only is it capable of it, <laughs> it already unleashed one today in the early hours at 51 minutes after the day turned um, in UT time, UTC time. So a pulse of extreme UV radiation. What did I just say yesterday? Oh my God, I shouldn't say this out loud. I don't want the sun to do what I'm saying. <laughs> I hope I didn't do that with my mind. <laughs> a pulse of extreme UV radiation and x-rays ionized the top of Earth's atmosphere and it did cause a shortwave radio blackout over the South Pacific. Ooh, ooh, shit. Yeah, okay, so what did I just say? I, I just was talking about this yesterday, kind of. I mean, I, weird, right? Weird timing. So there are now at least three sunspots on the solar disk that are capable of producing flares of this magnitude, or M-class. So I don't know, man. I think we need to all have personal Faraday cages. I'm just saying. Uh, so there's a beautiful picture of Comet Leonard um, approaching Venus. I thought that was interesting. Um, 
let's see that's spaceweather.com if you want to go check it out the current uh neutron counts that is reported by university of ulu's sodon kyla geophysical observatory they're showing the cosmic rays that reach earth um and right now we're at a high level it's gone up since the solar wind has ended it's gone up by 0.5 percent in the past 48 hours we're now at 8.8 percent of the space age average and uh there is no new uh fireball network news since um the 13 fireballs that were counted over the United States by NASA's all-sky cameras. Um, so nothing. It was like we had so many, and then suddenly nothing. I don't know what happened to the Geminids. I think they're gone. Uh, is the solar wind, brand new solar wind, guys, flowing from the equatorial coronal hole in the sun. It will reach Earth on the 21st of December, just in time for the solstice baby (laughs) and this is going to reach us on tuesday so again next week in the middle of the week we're going to have a new energy coming our way i don't know what it's going to hold in store for us on an emotional level but if you're open to the energy you're going to feel it and the ascension symptoms will flow (laughs) as they do So, um, all right, next we go to the Schumann Resonance from Italy, and they reported today Power 33, and there's a nice little wall of white (laughs) in um, going in a crosshatch sort of pattern. So there was a little bit more of a disturbance of the Schumann Resonance energies, and that's flowing over there in Italy. Now that is um, normally at 7.83, so 33 for Italy is quite significant. But when you go now over to HeartMath Institute and you find that at, oh, and, and by the way, Italy is disclosurenews.it. HeartMath.org is a website you go to see the other uh, <laughs> the other news in the Schumann Resonance uh, area of our uh, <laughs> science. Um, they uh, check out the Schumann resonances over the course of an hour and they add them up and they do some kind of mathematical formula, but the averages of all the different, um, of the of the hour that's closest to us in time was December 15th on Wednesday at the 2300 hour, about a day and a half ago. This is where they were at. California was at 36 hertz frequency. Hafouf, Saudi Arabia, as well as Northland, New Zealand, they're still at zero. They came up off the map for a minute, and now they went right back down to zero. Um, Lithuania is at 147 hertz frequency. That's quite significant. If you're in um, the Eastern Bloc part of uh, Europe, you're probably feeling it. Even if you're in Russia, I would say, or the Ukraine, you might be feeling it a little bit more than usual. And... um, in Alberta, Canada, they're at 56 hertz frequency. And last but not least, they're going back up, up, up in Hulului, South Africa. So if you're in that area, you're definitely feeling something going on. 503 hertz frequency is, that's what it was. There it is. They, they, they won. <laughs> if it was a contest, they win every damn time. All right, that's it, guys. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to go over the earth changes report and the weekly weird world news right after this 
Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you. All right, guys, we're going to get right on into the earth changes report. Now, uh, we always go to watchers.news. The tagline is watching the world evolve and transform. Um, most of you are aware that we are in the final days of the third dimensional part of this earth based schematic. Um, we are in the apocalypse and the Armageddon, which will be followed by the ascension portions of our program. Ugh, I I just hate to even start with this. Um, this first story is really disturbing to me. Um, it could affect my family from my, you know, my dad and his, uh, my brothers and his, um, you know, brothers and sisters. I've never met them, but my birth father is alive and he's, as far as I know, and he is living in, um, Berea, Kentucky. And so it's a little close to my heart. When I read this, I just got choked up. I'm going to read a little bit more than the actual, uh, article. I mean, more than the actual headline. I'm going to read a little bit more into the article. Uh, You see, I'm like choked up about it. I'm trying not to be, but... And man, and I just took this allergy pill so that I wouldn't be choked up. And here we go again. Er. (laughs) Um, I I literally just sat here for the last 10 minutes praying for my, my brothers and my father and my cousins and my aunts and uncles, um, that I've never met yet. I love them. I've never met them, but I know they're my family and there's a connection there, you know? Um, so yeah. All right. So here we go. Uh, first of all, the apocalypse means the lifting of the veil. That's all it means. It sounds really scary. People have added a bunch of stuff to this word that 
so that it carries a bunch of weight um, energetically but really what it means is lifting the veil now how we get to lifting the veil so that people have spiritual awakenings is well shit like this what I'm about to tell you um, yeah this is like pretty gnarly uh, so this and, and Armageddon means the ending of one world and the beginning of a new world the people that are still asleep spiritually that have not woken up yet are being shaken awake through various means. I mean, we've had murder hornets. <laughs> that one was the weirdest one for me. Um, they, they went around killing bees. And if they sting people, they could be deadly as well. I, they're just murder hornets came up out of nowhere attacked honeybees that pollinate plants that feed us. It's pretty creepy. Locusts. Pandemic. Global global pandemic. I mean, these, I mean, if you're not shaken awake yet, it's just gonna keep coming. The hits will just keep coming. Um, I I don't know. I, I am the archangel of death, so full disclosure, I did the energetic thing that God told me to do to start all this shit. I'm not happy about it, but God's the one creating all this stuff. But in reality, it's, it's the humans that created this stuff for themselves. I mean, if humans loved each other everywhere, this stuff wouldn't need to happen. We would already be there in the fifth dimension, a hundred percent. So you know, we all have to take some responsibility, some level of responsibility. So basically why I have the Earth Changes Report is to watch the world evolve and transform and see where we're at with the apocalypse and Armageddon situation, but also so that we can build up our love, our compassion, and start a prayer chain. We have to pray for these people. Um, we have to pray for all the people, even if we don't know them. We have to pray for them opening up our hearts to love and compassion and loving everybody, even if we don't agree with them uh, politically or in any other way, that is irrelevant. We all come from God. We all have a core part or component of us at the soul level that comes from pure love. So that's why I do the show every week, every Friday. And by the way, uh, next Friday will be the last show of season five in metaphysical soul speak the podcast i will be available still for readings if anybody needs any readings or anything at all just contact me on mermaid girl 888 that is my handle on um on my instagram i did get my instagram account back and knock on wood i keep it (laughs) right i won't fall for anything else i don't want to be turkey wasted and fall for another hacker scammer (laughs) Uh, that's exactly what happened Uh, i wasn't thinking clearly and they got the best of me and that sucked for eight whole days someone pointed out you have 888 in your handle and also it took eight days to get your account back and she thought that was some magical connection. And you know what? She might be right. It was also, I was working my ass off trying to get the account back uh, four hours a day, five hours a day, trying to get that back, just contacting 
as many people as possible. But anyway, I do have it back. I am uh, Mermaid Girl 888, and that is on um, Instagram. I did join Discord. I almost don't want to give this out, but I did join it. If you're on Discord and you want to talk to me or start a Metaphysical Soul Speak group, even let me know. I am Azrael. A-Z-R-A-E-L. That is my angel name. I am the Archangel of Death. So just Azrael, and that is my name on Discord. (laughs) I know I caused a lot of discord in the world by doing what God asked me, but I am a servant of the Lord after all. (laughs) It is what it is. So, you know, hey, you know, fallen angels, we still work for God, even if we're in human form right now. Anyway, uh, so let's get into it. So the first story is pretty intense. Violent tornado outbreak hits the United States, South and Midwest, leaving up to 100 people dead. Um, A violent tornado outbreak took place across the U.S. and 16 million people were placed under tornado watch last Saturday. In 24 hours, the NWS Storm Prediction Center logged 32 tornado reports in Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Illinois. One of the worst affected states is Kentucky, where the death toll could reach or exceed 100 people. And they were hit in Kentucky by numerous tornadoes, including one recognized by the NWS to be one of the longest tornadoes in history. Um, more than 300,000 customers were left without power, most of them being in Tennessee. And for those of you who are not from the United States, Tennessee is one of the poorest states in the United States, um, along with Arkansas, where my both my grandparents grew up on the Cherokee lands over there in Arkansas. But Tennessee is, is one of the poorest places, so these are very vulnerable people. We do need to pray for all of the people in all of the states mentioned. Um, This part I'm about to say is just crazy. The initial report said that the tornado was on the ground for 90 minutes. That blows my mind. I'm trying to hold back the tears and I'm not, not being able to. Quite worried about my family, just to be honest. Um, I don't know where my brothers live. They don't live with my dad. Uh, I think one lives in Berea, so Berea wasn't hit, but um, this is scary. This is scary. Um, the winds were in excess of 455 kilometers per hour or 283 miles per hour. That is freaking crazy. Um, so let's pray for all of the people in all the states, especially Kentucky and Tennessee. But also, of course, Indiana and Illinois. Um, let's say prayers for the people who lost their loved ones, that they will be comforted by angels. Let's ask um, Prime Creator to send lots of comforting angels to those people who lost their loved ones. And we'll move on. Um, there was an earthquake swarm under Davidoff Volcano in Alaska, in the United States. They did raise the aviation color code and volcano alert level. Um, 
it doesn't say to what I have to go to the, I'm not going to click it on, but basically I don't think a lot of people live up there so we can move on. Um, we don't need to do a lot of praying there. Just be aware that the volcano up there is starting to go. Um, or about to, <clears throat> you know, that's usually what happens when you have a volcanic, um, you have the earthquake storm or, you know, a bunch of swarms of earthquakes happen. And then eventually something happens with the volcano itself. A lot of times this is in conjunction with being hit by solar wind or, um, being hit by, uh, CMEs from the sun. This is something that the, uh, astrophysicist who has the suspicious observers, um, YouTube channel has talked about at length at in the beginning when he started talking about this how we noticed there's a correlation um, people laughed him out of the room they said he was crazy and now they're starting to say well shit howdy this guy's got something so uh, I bet if we traced retraced the steps we could probably make the connection and conclusions as well um, but or you could just watch suspicious observers on YouTube he's excellent um, heavy snow has hit Austria. Snow levels at an almost 10-year high. Exceptional early de- December snowfall was reported across the Alps this week, with parts of eastern Austria receiving the heaviest snowfall in nine years. In Bergenland, they got up to 30 centimeters or 11.8 inches of snow that fell overnight on Wednesday, and the p- power outages were impacting the people there. Let's send love and light and warm energy and even sunshine to Austria. And let's pray for the people who uh, were suffering from the power outages. Same thing in the United States. Let's pray for the people suffering power outages. Um, strong and shallow uh, magnitude 6.5 earthquake hit west of Macquarie Island. This is in the southwestern Pacific Ocean, halfway between New Zealand and Antarctica. So this happened on the 12th. Um, they were reporting a depth of 6.2 miles. I don't think anyone lives out there, but let's send love and light there just in case. There was a long duration storm system that produced heavy snow across much of the United States in the West. It was a prolonged atmospheric river and the snowfall of 60 to 150 centimeters or two to five feet was more than likely in the Sierra Nevada and they expected across the western part of the US up to three feet. Now I'm gonna tell you guys something my friend wrote me and in the Sierra Nevada mountains they did get eight feet of snow in the past week. Eight feet of snow they had 80 mile an hour winds and even in the valleys where it usually never snows they got snow. My friend is a fire victim. He had a house that he had built to replace a house that burned down and his second house burned down and now he's building a third house and he lives in a travel trailer and he's in a vulnerable position as is a lot of fire victims in California. So let's send love and light and prayers to the people in the Sierra Nevadas, especially people that are vulnerable and they don't have a house because they're still waiting on the money that is not coming because of politics and greedy judges. Let's send them love and light that they could get their money released quickly to them so that they could either rebuild or sell their land and get the fuck out of Dodge because I mean, I'm telling you guys, it's not going to get any better. I don't believe 
I mean, the global, the coming global superstorm, what Whitley Strieber and Art Bell talked about, we're looking at that right now. They were right. It, it did happen. Um, ooh, ooh, oofda, as we say in Minnesota. <laughs> That's why I learned when I lived in Minnesota. Oofda. Just oofda. There's, it's just the word you say for that. Tropical storm Rai, R-A-I, forms east of the Philippines, and the landfall was expected over the Caraga or eastern Visayas. And this was the 22nd named storm of the Pacific typhoon season. The system was continued, um, continuing intensifying over three days' time, they believe. Um, so we'll see in a moment if they mention it. Listen, love, and light to the Philippines. Um and hopefully the people there are okay. There was a major magnitude 7.3 earthquake that hit the Flores Sea in Indonesia. Seven people were injured and 346 homes were damaged. The uh, depth was seven miles or 12 kilometers according to the EMSC. The USGS and the EMSC both reported the magnitude at 7.3 and the I guess they don't really say what the USGS said as far as the depth. Oh, no, it does. They said they thought it was at 11 miles deep or 18 kilometers. So prayers send, let's send prayers to Indonesia, um, especially people who got injured. May they heal quickly and let's send love and light to the people um, that went through that. They're probably shooken up in more ways than one. PTSD is a real thing, guys. Let's send love and light to all the people of Indonesia that went through that. Tropical cyclone Ruby makes landfall in New Caledonia and heading towards New Zealand. So um, they said the the 70 mile an hour winds or 110 kilometer per hour winds uh, were moving fast toward the middle of the islands. Let's send them love and light and sunshine energy. That's... uh, pretty intense man okay uh heavy snowfall wreaks havoc in serbia leaving tens of thousands of people without power let's send love and light and sunshine their way and the warmth energy uh to the people in serbia and pray that they get their power back quickly uh same thing for the u.s and all the people that lost their power by the way it's pray that they get their power back quickly if they haven't already The heavy snowfall in Serbia hit much of the country on the 12th of December. It caused traffic chaos, leaving communities cut off and 90,000 customers without power. Much of Western Serbia was left without electricity after heavy snowfall hit the country. So again, prayers all around to the Serbian people. Volcanic unrest continues at White Island with event temperature rising in New Zealand. The data acquired last week during an observation flight over White Island Volcano did show a significant increase of the active vent temperature to just over 932 degrees Fahrenheit or 500 degrees Celsius. And the state of moderate to heightened unrest continues at that volcano. I don't believe they will at this time be having tourism there. I hope to God not. Let's send love and light to uh, all the tour operators that they know not to go there right now. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of the snow, the smoke and the island, and darn it all if I don't see a giant face that looks like it's carved into the side of this mountain. 
It looks like he's wearing a hat. It's very weird. I don't know if it's just weird shadows or what, but it's quite interesting. If you want to check it out right now, it's on the first page of watchers.news. If you want to read any of these articles, by the way, I'm just reading the first paragraph and the headlines. Um, you could always go to watchers.news and read them for yourself and see the cool pictures that they have. Explosive activity resumes at Etna with heavy ash emission. The aviation color code has been raised to red in Italy. The ash is dispersing south of the craters. Let's pray for the people in that area that they have the wherewithal and common sense enough to wear their masks for COVID, but in this case, wearing them for the ash because breathing that shit in is just really hard on the lungs. Um, I know <laughs> I was living next to Sangay or Sangay volcano over there in um, Cuenca, Ecuador for a year. And that was not fun at all. Um, there was a lava flow also, by the way, the activity did come after the lava flow appeared at the new vent on the Eastern limb of volcano or Mount Etna. So yeah, just love and light to Italy. The Italians know what to do. They stay away from this volcano after Pompeii. <laughs> I think they've learned their uh, lesson to stay away the hell, stay the hell away from volcanoes guys. Increased seismic activity was discovered at Awu volcano. The alert level was also raised in Indonesia. Looks like volcanoes. That's the big theme. Volcanoes and tornadoes, I guess. Um, so the alert level for Awu was raised from one to two on the 12th of December. Again, that was, seems to be a popular day due to increased seismic activity detected since October. So love and light to Awu volcano. Um, anyone living near there, um, in Indonesia, the volcano is just doing its thing, having fun, popping its top off, I guess. <laughs> you don't need to pray for the volcano so much. They're happy doing what they were sent here to do. <laughs> the annual rainfall and snowfall records have been broken in Greece. They've already been broken. Um, two annual records have already been broken this month in Greece. The National Observatory of Athens announced the annual rainfall reading at Theodoriana Meteorological Station um, reached 3,425 millimeters of rain. I don't know if that is in inches. I don't want to go to the next page, but if you want to know, you could either look it up or watchers.news. So let's send love and light and sunshine energy to the uh, people of Greece. Let's just send them lots of love. Um, hopefully everyone is okay and safe and that they didn't um, lose power in Iran, they are experiencing one of the driest water years. I don't know what that means. Driest water. Maybe the word water doesn't need to be there, right? I don't know. Driest water. <laughs> what the hell is dry water? But just plain air. That's worded weirdly, but let's read the first paragraph, see if we can make sense of this. So in the first three months of the current water year, I, I still don't understand what a water year is. Precipitation in Iran has declined by 33%, making 2021 one of the driest years in the past 50 years. That's the second time tonight, guys, 
uh, we've heard 33. Wanted to let you know. It's it's at 12.18 a.m. on 12.18. Also, for all of those uh, of you keeping track of angel numbers, there they are. So anyway, uh, 2021 was one of the driest years in the past 50 years in Iran. And the country is 51% short of rain compared to the same period last year. Let's send them love and light and rain to Iran. They do need some rain. Let's imagine and pray for rain that the people aren't suffering there. Um, Widespread hazardous weather to impact the central U.S. A rapidly strengthening storm system will shift from the central Rockies to the upper Great Lakes today. That was on the 15th of December. Um, So two and a half days ago with high spread I mean high spread widespread winds widespread high winds not high spread wide winds <laughs> that's weird <laughs> say that five times fast widespread high winds seriously say it five times fast that might be a new tongue twister Hope, hopefully they won't get any twisters from the storm but the uh, winds are exceeding 110 kilometers per hour or 70 miles per hour in some locations. Wind damage and power outages are likely with difficult to dangerous travel conditions. So that send them love and light, sunshine to the central U.S., um, the central part of the United States. Uh, more than 835,000 people have been affected by floods in the South Sudan since May. They've had widespread flooding affecting the area and it has continued to impact people and their livelihoods. And more than 835,000 people reported as affected by the flooding in 33 of the 78 counties. Again, number 33 guys, there's your angel number for the night. As of December 8th, 2021, in Jongle, Unity, Upper Niles, and they remain completely underwater. <sighs> Let's just send love and light to South Sudan. Um, again, that's like another vulnerable area where the people are really poor. Let's send them love and light, lots of sunshine energy, and let's pray for 835,000 people who are affected by this flooding. That is not fun either. May God preserve them all, all the people we've mentioned tonight. May God bless and preserve all of them. There was a severe thunderstorm or several thunderstorms that hit the Eastern Cape in South Africa. It claimed six lives and damaged more than 1,000 homes. Severe thunderstorms hit the province of Eastern Cape, South Africa, over the past couple days, claimed the lives of what I just said, um, it just repeated itself. Uh, the latest areas to be hit by the storms are Raymond and Amatol and probably others. Um, they continued on to the next page. So let's just send love and light to South Africa and um, I guess calm energy and sunshine as well. Let's uh, pray for the families of those six people that died and um, continue to pray for the people that had damage to a thousand homes, those, those families, let's give them love and light and pray that they get the money to fix their homes. Uh, Typhoon Ray, R-A-I, or Odette, 
has rapidly intensified to a super typhoon before striking the Philippines. Um, it became a category five super typhoon before making landfall. It is the 22nd named storm of this season. As we mentioned earlier, it is the ninth typhoon. It is pretty scary stuff. Let's send love and light to the Philippines by God. Um, Oh, I wonder what Art Bell would say about that. He Not only did he predict all this stuff with Whitley Strieber, but he also lived in the Philippines. Um, man, I, let's just send a lot of love and light and pray for the people of the Philippines at this moment, and let's send them sunshine energy and just the energy of staying strong with the human spirit within because this shit is really, really rough. So God bless and may... God preserve all of those people as well. A massive dust storm has swept through Colorado, Kansas, and Nebraska in the United States. The strong winds caused by a powerful storm that moved through the plains. They produced a massive dust storm in eastern portions of Colorado, Kansas, Kansas, (laughs) Like saying it in Spanish, Kansas, <laughs> Colorado, Kansas, and Nebraska. It's hard to say it in Spanish. Anyway, um, the strong gusts of wind were in excess of 160 kilometers per hour or 100 miles per hour. And of course, that is why they had to close the roads. And a lot of the power was knocked out to more than 200,000 customers. Let's pray that they get their power back soon if they haven't already. And I don't know what to send them. I guess love and light and calm energy for those storms. That is really crazy. My friend did say the 80 mile an hour winds were expected to be 90 mile an hour winds in California. So, I mean, the U.S. is a mess. It's just a mess with all those storms. Um, so... Even though we've mentioned a bunch of volcanoes uh, already, the weekly volcanic activity report from December 8th through the 14th does report that there was only new activity or unrest for three volcanoes. And during the same period, ongoing activity was reported for 13. There's that magical number for me, 13, number of the angel of death right there, (laughs) or the death card in the tarot, 13 volcanoes. So uh, that brings the big, huge total to only 16. So normally we have 20 to 21 volcanoes popping off at any given time. So that means we're like four or five volcanoes shy of average. I, I can live with that. I can live with that. It might be more next week. So we'll take that as a win for this week. There was a shallow magnitude 6.1, always with the 6.1 and 6.2s, earthquakes that hit South Sandwich Islands region. They've been getting a lot of earthquakes over the past several months. Um, So that was on the 16th of December. The agency reported a depth of 10 kilometers or 6.2 miles, according to the USGS. Now, the EMSC did report the uh, magnitude at being... 6.1 and the depth of two kilometers or 1.2 miles. That's quite a discrepancy there. Very shallow earthquakes there. So let's send them love and light over there. If anyone lives in the South Sandwich Islands region, I don't know 
if they do or not, but let's just send um, love and light. And I just noticed the way that they drew this storm system. It's a giant penis, so that's actually quite funny. <laughs> I mean, let's add that as our <laughs> as our uh, the beginning of our weird news. We're beginning early with weird news. Anomalous and historic December derecho hits the United States. A uh, derecho um, means in Spanish right, like as in turn right here, you know turn derecho a la esquina, you know, turn right at the corner, or also it means right, like as in human rights. I don't know why they're calling it a derecho. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense unless it's moving to the right. When I'm looking at this picture, it looks like it's moving to the right, you know, from left to right in the United States. Maybe that's what they mean. But um, according to this, they think a derecho (laughs) or say or claim a derecho is a windstorm that's associated with an unusually strong, fast-moving line of thunderstorms. Maybe because it has the right-of-way, the Torrecho de Camino. That's probably what they really mean. Holy shit. Unusually strong and fast-moving line of thunderstorms swept from the United States in the southwest to the upper Midwest on the 15th of December, and it was holy moly traveling roughly 1,060 kilometers in just 10 hours or 660 miles in 10 hours. That is very rapid. Yeah, let's give that derecho the right of way. The derecho del camino. (laughs) Wow. Um, So, yeah, this is a pretty nuts super typhoon ray rai or odette known locally in the philippines did leave a trail of destruction it reached super typhoon intensity as we mentioned earlier and just before it made landfall on the popular tourist island of siargao in the philippines it had a maximum sustained winds of 195 kilometers per hour 120 miles per hour Let's send them love and light to the Philippines. That is nuts. It, that's massive. It almost looks like a tornado or a massive, massive tornado from the uh, satellite images that I'm looking at. Let's send them love and light over there in the Philippines. Um, shit. I mean, tourism has been sucking for two years anyway, but that's just making it way worse. Oh, I feel. I just feel for people, especially whose businesses are based on tourism the past two years have really put a damper on the whole world honestly so let's just uh i guess calm energy sunshine and let's pray for the people of the philippines um and here's the last article of the night thank god i can't take any more of this it's really today really affecting me for some reason my heart is Grown three times the size. Okay, I haven't even watched The Grinch. <laughs> but I feel like The Grinch. I feel like my heart grew three sizes bigger today <laughs> for some reason. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe honestly, it was the solar wind that came uh, yesterday. Um, there was widespread floods in the Republic of Congo, and it destroyed more than 1,400 homes. 15 people were left dead and nine are missing. Let's send love and light and healing energy and vibrations to the people who lost their family members and to
to the people who are still missing. Let's send love and light to their families as well. As to the missing people, if they're still alive, may they be found soon. Amen to that. (laughs) Heavy rain has been affecting most of the Republic of the Congo, also named Congo Brazzaville. Really? Is that what they're calling their country now? Brazzaville. B-R-A-Z-Z-A-V-I-L-L-E. That's a new one to me. I kind of like it. Brazzaville. That's kind of sexy almost. Of course, makes me think of bras. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> since the rainy season in started in September, their rivers have started to overflow and floods have been triggered and it has resulted in casualties and widespread damage. So let's send love and light to the uh, people of the Republic of Congo. And that's it for the Earth Changes Report. Thank God. Now we're going to turn our minds over to (laughs) laughing at some of the crazy shit going on in the world that's maybe funny, definitely weird. Now we start the weekly Weird World News Report. Um, I'm going to go to Coast to Coast AM and read the headlines there. Coasttocoastam.com forward slash in the news. In case you want to read any of these wild and crazy articles we're about to uh, go and look at the headlines of. So the New York Times reported at last, at last, a true millipede that has actually 1,000 legs or more. At last, as if they were waiting, what the hell? A species found deep underground in Western Australia. Of course, it's always Australia with the weirdest, creepiest shit (laughs) in the natural world. They showed a millipede is not always a misnomer. Yeah, I mean, millipedes usually only have like, what, 100 legs? Or that's supposed to be a centipede. But they never have a thousand legs, but they just look like they do. And now I feel like I'm itching and crawling all over. Oh, oh, I hate, I hate even thinking about bugs like this. I mean, just one more reason for me, even though I love all of you in Australia, is one more reason for me to maybe not visit anytime soon. I'm definitely never going underground there. Why would they go underground to find it? My God, what is wrong with people? Stay above ground where God, you weren't born underground. Don't go there. (laughs) Ah, okay. From one creepy thing to another, Florida couple found 80,000 bees, 80,000 bees in their home's shower wall while doing a bathroom renovation. Removing the insects and the 100 pounds of honey found with them took more than five hours and it cost them $800 to have them removed, according to people. That's, that sucks because you know, actually one pound of honey does cost about $16. I mean, they could make $1,600 if it weren't in their bathroom wall because I love honey, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to eat something out of someone's bathroom wall. Ew. (laughs) 
Call me a Virgo. <laughs> Call me a person of common sense. That would be gross as hell. But I, I mean, how, you know, when you're humming in the shower, did they not notice 80,000 bees humming along with them? <laughs> how do you not notice? The vibration alone, you'd think would, you would notice. You would think that the wall would feel a little warm to the touch. Although, to be fair, it is Florida and it's already warm there. But bees, you know, they, they come with a certain heat signature. Between the, that and the, and the humming, you'd think, I, I don't know. I just, let's move on. Archaeologists discover the oldest domesticated dog remains in the Americas. Exciting secrets unearthed in on Haida Gawaii. I don't even know. I've never even heard of this place. H-A-I-D-A G-W-A-I-I It sounds like it might be part of Hawaii, but they say in the Americas, so I've, I've never heard of that place. Anyway, they found a canine tooth and 11,000 year old stone tools And these are the tantalizing signs of far more to come, according to Hakai magazine. Well, that sounds very interesting. Archaeologists discovered the oldest domesticated dog remains. So man's best friend has been best friend to man for a minimum of 11,000 years so far. Or maybe maximum. I think more. I think longer. Oh, goodness. Well, here we go. According to Mysterious Universe, there was a nine-hour exorcism on a possessed woman performed in Italy by multiple exorcists. The unnamed woman was taken to a church by her mother who believed her recent violent behavior was due to a demonic influence. Okay, that's really creepy. And in the past week, I did see a videotape of something like this. It might have been the exact thing that I saw. And if this is what it is, this is creepy. This person in the video I saw um, was pulled through a hallway and put up on the wall, like climbing the wall, literally, and hanging from the ceiling. It was really really scary and creepy. I don't know why demons do this. I really don't. You know, the greatest trick that ever the devil ever performed was to make the world believe he doesn't exist, right? Isn't that what they say? So why would demons like, it's almost like, look at me, I'm a demon showing off. Look what I could do to humans. It's creepy. It's creepy. We need to stop this shit somehow. The demons need to all go back to God so we can close out the schematic already, guys. <sighs> demons. You can't live with them and you wish you could live without them. I want to live in a world without demons. I want them all to go back either into the head of God <laughs> or become archangels again. Either way, I, I'm tired of hearing about demons. So let's move on. Um... Well, this is fun. Zachary Shucklin. I almost said Zachary Sitchin. Zachary Shucklin, according to Vice, said that he learned how to track aliens at a UFO investigator boot camp. 
Well, that sounds like my kind of boot camp. That sounds like a lot of fun. The saucer sleuths at MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, have been patrolling the skies for decades, and now it was my turn, according to Zachary Shucklin. Well, that sounds like fun. Actually, I hope he had the time of his life and not the abduction of his life. (laughs) A really big earthquake is expected to hit Japan. We just don't know when. According to Vice, a mega earthquake is projected to hit Japan sometime in the next 30 years. Way to go. Let's make everybody on edge for the next 30 years. No, thank you. Let's move on. 14 biggest historical mysteries will probably never be solved. Okay, well, you know what? I'm not going to read these, uh, but sounds interesting as an article. It's by Live Science, and they're talking about things like Cleopatra's tomb or the Ark of the Covenant. I agree, although I have a feeling we're going to find the Ark of the Covenant at some point. Cleopatra's tomb, maybe not so much. I, I feel like we're never going to find that. In fact, I kind of feel like she was cremated. And I don't know why. It just, it's just, it just came to me right now. So we'll see. Um, here we go. JFK researchers again. They can't just let this shit go. <laughs> They're underwhelmed. See, of course. It's just, come on. By the latest release of assassination documents. Frustrated JFK researchers say there's very little to learn in the release of previously classified documents. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's just... I mean, the biggest news out of that whole thing is he was assassinated. We've already prayed for him. We've already mourned his loss. It happened four years before I was born. You know, it's been 57 years. We can... Can't we let it go? Really? Scientists... I mean, he's probably already reincarnated by now, honestly. Scientists spot water, ice under the Grand Canyon of Mars. I like that they say water ice, meaning H2O versus a frozen other substance. (laughs) According to space.com, it says, uh, they say, there's a quote, we found a central part of the Valley's Marineris, Marineris, I don't know, to be packed full of water, far more water than we expected. Oh, very interesting. Should make it easier for Elon Musk to terraform the place. (coughs) (laughs) Johatsu. Whoa. Japan's evaporated people? Ooh, according to Oddity Central. Sociologist Hiroki Nakamori has been studying the phenomenon of people who have vanished in Japan. Oh my God, you guys, the hair on my head is standing up and I'm getting chills all over. This is freaking me out for some reason. Evaporated people. Holy moly. I'm going to have to read this article, but not tonight because I do want to get to sleep (laughs) at some point again. Oh my good God. Um, it just people who have vanished. I saw a couple um, videos this week of people vanishing. And one person vanished and one person appeared. And as they vanished, they vanished from the legs up. And as they appear, they appear from the head down. The legs pop in last. And as they vanish, the legs disappear first. I don't know what that means, but it's quite interesting, isn't it? 
And, and you know, maybe it's a new superhuman ability, so quite odd, though. <laughs> Very weird. Stanford professor Gary Nolan is analyzing anomalous materials from UFO crashes. That's exciting. That is very, very exciting. I hope he shares what he learns with the world soon. NASA craft touches the sun for the first time and dives into the atmosphere. Ooh, this is very interesting. The Parker Solar Probe actually flew through the corona of the sun in April. That is really creepy and also super exciting. This is the spacecraft's eighth close approach to the sun. Well, you know, they did mix something up. They should not have called it the Parker Solar Probe. I think it should have been called Icarus. <laughs> touching the sun. What have I told you about touching the sun, Billy? <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Parker Solar Probe. Parker, I told you, never stare directly at the sun. Stop touching the sun. <laughs> ah, it's so creepy. It's so creepy. Speaking of creepy. Ooh. Unexplained Mysteries reported that there was a creepy robotic head that is like Ash from the movie Alien. It's a super realistic robotic head capable of exhibiting a wide range of human emotions. Oh my God. It's happening, guys. Holy shit. This is... This world, I, I, I don't want to leave it now. I want to stay here for a good long time to watch this shit play out. <laughs> Says every mad scientist ever. <laughs> this is going to be really creepy, guys. And the AI comes up, the artificial intelligence, the robots that have human emotions, or at least can pretend they do. This is going to be very, very creepy. And here it is, guys. My secret's out. Is a new kind of religion forming on the internet? Algorithms are surfacing content that combines Christian ideas like prosperity gospel with new age and non-Western spirituality, according to Vox. Um, welcome to the spiritual community, guys. <laughs> We've only been here for decades, but hey, yeah, I mean, is it a religion? No, it's just a spiritual community. I, I mean, I guess you could say in a way, I mean, I talk about not necessarily prosperity gospel, although I do listen to Reverend Ike, baby. God bless him. God rest his soul. His son has taken over his ministry of uh, speaking about prosperity. Um, that's not necessarily a Christian idea, though. It's a law of attraction idea when combined with Christianity. That's where Reverend Ike, you know, how, that's what he talked about. He wanted people to come up. And uh, the way he got gave them their come up is to read the Bible, comb the Bible, and <laughs> pour through those verses and interpret them in a way in which 
it would help people uplift themselves and not feel guilty because other Christian churches make you feel guilty for wanting to be rich. So I don't know if that's necessarily a Christian idea. Prosperity gospel. That's kind of a strange uh, phrase there. But the new age and non-Western spirituality. Yeah, I mean, we are, you know, we are entering a time in which we're combining ideas from a lot of different sources to formulate our own spirituality. But I mean, this is nothing new. I've been doing this since the 80s. (laughs) So, I mean, nice try, guys. It's not a religion. But maybe there is a new religion going to be, you know, someone will cash in and make it an actual church, I suppose. Dictation from the dead. (laughs) Spiritualist copyright infringement. What? A book appeared in 1917 called The Coming of Jap Heron that was purportedly authored by the spirit of Mark Twain. According to Esoturks. That's very interesting. Very, very interesting indeed. I mean, it's possible. I could talk to spirits and have them channel a book. And, you know, it's not the only book that that's ever happened with a course in miracles case in point um don't look up is fiction it's on netflix i did see it on netflix a few days ago here's the real science of that doomsday scenario the real world likelihood of a planet killing comet or asteroid Colliding with Earth is vanishingly small, according to Ars Technica. Well, that's 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 a comfort. I love doomsday movies. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm the Archangel of Death. <laughs> I mean, I like the human spirit overcoming great adversity. I hate looking at it in real life, which is what the Earth Changes Report is getting to be every single day that I. Every Friday that I read it, it's just getting more and more obvious that it's just going to intensify until the whole planet is spiritually awake. A terrifying sky ghost is actually a natural phenomena, according to the New York Post. A UK man thought he had seen a ghost after spotting a dark figure while scaling a mountain, and it turns out to be a natural phenomena. Okay. All right. I, I, th- I think that's self-explanatory. Um, the James Webb Space Telescope, looking back in time to catch the earliest starlight in creation. Ooh, now that's something. 100 times more powerful than the 31-year-old Hubble Telescope, Webb can see back in time all the way to the let there be light moment, according to 60 Minutes. That is actually breathtaking. They don't show it on this website, but that is, I kind of want to check that out. I'm sure you guys want to also on 60 Minutes. I I don't know if that's a website or what. It probably is. It's also a newscast. That's interesting. That's really awesome, actually. I feel kind of humbled right now. What do you guys feel? We're supposed to feel weird. I feel weird in a whole different way right now. All right, let's move uh, on to something weirder. 
Hydra DNA reveals there's more than one way to regrow a head. <laughs> it doesn't get weirder than that. What? According to the New York Times, researchers pinpointed the genetic machinery behind some of these tiny creatures' amazing powers of regeneration. <laughs> Regrowing ahead. Oh, man. You know, I just saw Men in Black last weekend um, for the umpteenth time. I don't know. I Maybe I've only seen it six or seven times, but I've seen this movie a lot. And do you guys remember the scene where the guy won't cooperate in the pawn shop and one of the men in black shoots him in the head and Will Smith is, I mean, Kay's shoots him in the head and Will Smith's character is like, what, what what did you do? What, what, like, and then before he could get the sentence out, the guy regrew a head. (laughs) It's so weird. That's what it made me think of just reading that. Okay. There we go. <laughs> um, we talked about the mummy with the gold foil tongue found sealed in the Egyptian tomb. We did talk about that. I mean, if you have a gold tongue, I guess you could only say beautiful things. Speaking of New Age gospel prosperity, <laughs> prosperity gospel. I mean, that's all you could talk about, right? With a gold tongue. Oh, this is nice. A photographer captures the image of Jesus in a wave. Religious imagery can be shown up in the unlikeliest of places, as evidenced by one recently captured photograph, according to Unexplained Mysteries. That sounds really cool. They don't show the image here. I probably have to go to the article to see it. Um, A private company from the United States will send a mission to find life on Venus. Oh my God, probably, you know, the long lost relatives of Nikolai Tesla are there. But this, see, the thing is what I've, what I heard is that there are Venusians. They really do exist, but they're in a different octave. They're in a different plane of existence. They're in an upper dimension. And so they're not really going to find them unless they can raise their own vibration and find them or unless they meet them by lowering their own vibration. I don't think they're going to do that. A new report outlines the scientific plan and rationale for a series of diversified private missions, according to Anomalian. And it's a private company, so it sounds interesting. All right, we're winding down here. Let's find something. Uh, uh, all right, uh, according to Futurism, the head of the CIA says it's been doing mysterious cryptocurrency work. Naturally, rumors are spreading about the origins of Bitcoin. Yeah, they want to find Satoshi. God bless Satoshi. I met a guy named Satoshi. He got mad at me because I didn't say it right. He kept going, Satoshi, or something like that. No, Satoshi. Yeah, the T-O was, was, you know, he was the one that got mad because he went to go swim at the swimming pool, and they asked him for meat, and he got, he got, he was very angry. Why do they need meat? I'm so freaked out right now. He didn't know that carne means identification and carne means meat. It's a very subtle difference. He was, his name was Satoshi from Japan. My kids and I secretly believed he was the person that started Bitcoin. (laughs) Until you could prove different, I believe we met the real Satoshi. Maybe I said it right then. 
Maybe not. Love him still, though. Great guy. Lived with him in a hostel for weeks. Um, let's see. I don't know. I think we're going to wind down. I think that's it. Oh, here we go. One, one last one. This is the best one. This giraffe-sized reptile was the largest flying creature to ever live. <gasps> ah! <laughs> the pterosaur likely launched itself about eight feet off the ground before flapping away, solving the mystery of how these creatures could even fly at all, according to Smithsonian Magazine. Well, that's it, guys. Um, oh, one last thing. Water's ultimate freezing point just got lower. Scientists just broke the record for water's freezing point. Shit. According to life science. I don't know. I don't know. That's it. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully we won't be seeing any pterosaurs anytime soon. Flying reptiles. That's, uh, not something that I want to encounter in my lifetime. Maybe if it's dragons though, but again, from a distance. <laughs> All right, guys, I love you very much. Thank you for being on the spiritual journey for me and listening to my show. Thank you for those of you who continue to support me. And also for those of you who have told other people about the show, tell everybody, you know, please. I love you so much. I will be back on Monday with all unique and original programming, just like always. And that's it for now. Have a great weekend, guys. Be careful this full moon. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.